What's up, folks? David Soto Jr. here, and this is the David Soto Jr. Podcast. What's up, folks? Welcome to episode 47 of the David Soto Jr. Podcast. I am your host, David Soto Jr. And it has been a while. Um, I just listened to my last podcast episode and I mentioned baby boy was six weeks old. Um, Yesterday was his eighth month uh, birthday. So he is now eight months old. It has been seven months, more or less, since my last podcast. And I feel like I'm back. Um, I've been back before. I've been gone before and I came back. And I recorded a bunch of episodes. Um, so we can look at this like a third season. Uh, where I took some time off and I'm coming back I'm just looking right now for where um, I decided to come back January December uh, November there there it was it was November of last year I came back (laughs) Um, so November of last year I came back on episode 31 and I published a bunch. Wow. Okay. And this is episode 47, so I don't know. I'm I'm I take breaks. I know I lost a lot of listeners because I took a break last time and this may be the case this time, but what are you going to do? I've been busy. I have a son, a baby, and if you are watching this on YouTube, you can see what I'm doing right now is monitoring this fool, making sure he stays asleep. Mom's asleep, he's asleep. I am gonna try to do recordings on Sundays. Prep, though there is not much prep to do. I think I will record on Sunday mornings as long as he keeps sleeping in like this. And uh, give Mama some time. Um, he was getting up early. Uh, I have a couple episodes where I recorded with him still in my sl- in this sling. He still that sling still works, by the way. But he's a lot bigger, and now he holds his head up. And we, I don't know. It's just so much fun to be a dad um, of a child this age. I know it can get more fun. It will be more fun. But in the beginning, you worry, and you, I don't know. It's just, he does a lot of sleeping, a lot of breastfeeding, and now we play and we have fun, and it's a good time, and he's laughing and he's smiling, and I am uh, very blessed. Where have I been? Um, where else have I been? Well, I, I got a job, and I, last podcast I talked about this company that had some good potential. They looks like they take care of their people. Um, and I accepted a position with them, not for the best amount of money. I could make a lot more, um, having 20 plus years in the heating and air conditioning and building trades. I 
know that I can make a lot more money, but I also know that I have to be sane. I have to enjoy where I work uh, for the sake of my family and the sake of my relationship with you know who. I can't be a grumpy ass person that hates his job and um, money, the stress from having a job that I hate uh, does not compare to the stress of having a job or uh, compare to having the the stress of being a little low on funds. Uh, I could find ways to make more money. I, but if once I'm stuck in a job that uh, pays me well, um, and I hate it, but I get used to the income. I'm miserable. I don't want to go to work. I hate waking up. That's gonna, in the long run, based on my goals of living a happy life with my family, I just know that I made the right decision in choosing a job that has, uh, that I enjoy going to. And is actually, I want to talk about why I enjoy working here based on something that happened to me, but I'm not going to get there yet. I'm not there yet. I think that's a whole separate podcast, but I've been working. Um, I got dropped into a building that was without a maintenance person. And even before it was understaffed. So there were a lot of things that did not get done. I have met and known my predecessors and they are smart men. They know what they are doing. Um, but they left the building in shambles. And the reason for that probably has to do with the fact that they were understaffed. So what they, if they couldn't do, if they were putting out fires left and right, trying to run the building, um, things didn't get prioritized because they didn't have the labor or the, the man hour. So things got overlooked, didn't get done. Trash didn't get thrown away. Stuff just got thrown in closets. Um, so when I started, I was just overwhelmed doing a lot of things. A big part of what I did for a long time was throw stuff away. There was just things that were in electrical closets and mechanical rooms that shouldn't have been in there. And I spent a lot of time cleaning up um, and doing as much work as I could to get the building up to my personal. Like, I want to walk through the building and people say, wow, this is a well-maintained building, which people don't. People don't say that. People don't care. They do notice when something is not right. And so I don't want to have anything that looks wrong. You got a ding and some drywall that needs to be patched. It needs to be painted. Let's get this shit fixed. Um, and there's the stuff behind the scenes, of course, the chillers, the boilers, the air handlers, the filters, everything that people don't see that people take advantage. That's the stuff that has to be maintained. You don't get any credit for that. You never get credit for that. Anyways, my point is that I been putting in a lot of time. Uh, when I got, when I took the job, I was just not overwhelmed, but I was busy doing a lot of work and then that getting sent home with the computer and then on the emails and answering stuff. Uh, but one of the biggest, so I was 
busy even while I'm at work and I'm busy even off work with doing stuff uh, that I could be that needs to be done on the computer. I also can monitor the building's uh, HVAC system through the through the computer. Um, there were I'm the primary responsibility for security. Primary. Um, on a call list for security issues and there was a door that continuously set off an alarm and so the alarm company was continuously calling people um, I had to figure out what the problem was what the problem was so that I can put an end to it these nuisance calls 99.9% .9 of the alarms tripped are false alarms and people were getting calls three or four times a night and uh, the first night that I was a primary and I got three, four calls a night, I decided that I was not going to uh, allow that to happen anymore. So I, there was a lot, essentially what I'm saying is there was a lot I had to do when I started. <clears throat> Things have kind of slowed down, but to be honest, there are some maintenance issues that have been ignored. And I told my boss that I can handle the workload but if he wants the building maintained to a standard that it should be that we need to hire somebody and he said okay and it seems like they want to make me happy and so when I told them that I needed somebody else on my maintenance team on my facilities team they jumped through hoops to make that happen and so I just hired somebody and what's really cool is I am at a, I'm, I have an opportunity to help somebody with a career, uh, learning a trade and get paid, uh, in the meantime, whereas most people go to trade school and the decision to go to the trades, to go to a trade school is hard. A lot of people don't want to make that decision itself and then don't, don't want to pay the money and go into debt. Uh, so that is an obstacle to overcome. And then once people are in a trade school, do they like it? Do they enjoy it? Is it a fit? Do they stick it out? And then I know from experience that there's a lot of promises about how much money you can make when you go, uh, once you're done with this training, blah, blah, blah. And then once you overcome that obstacle, now you're in debt and now you've spent a year or so of your life trying to learn a trade. Now you have to go out and find a job and apply what you've learned, uh, entry level position. It's just frustrating. Whereas some people could go and get some electronics computer training and jump out and get a job making 80, 80K. Sirens. I promise you, I have lived in, I have lived in the hood and I have not heard as many sirens living in the city of St. Louis than I do here living out in the burbs. And I don't know why there are so many emergencies. Um, so what I did, and then it's an opportunity for me to help someone to give someone some a life-changing um, opportunity. It's giving me an opportunity to give somebody else an opportunity. So what I 
proposed was we hire somebody at entry level, no experience necessary. And as long as they have three things, as long as they can fit in to the culture of the company, as long as they have a willingness to learn, and as long as they have mechanical aptitude, I will teach them everything they need. I was an instructor. That's one of my, obviously one of my biggest strengths is teaching. And it really, um, I really, I don't regret it at very much. <laughs> I was going to say at all, but I don't regret the position I turned down in Colorado Springs. Um, but my dream job was in Colorado Springs. It would have been teaching at a trade school. It would have been running that program and being uh, an instructor again. This kind of helps that ease that pain of having to turn down in that position because now I have someone, an apprentice, essentially, who um, is going to help me with the workload and also that I get to teach and train. And one of the big deals, and for a lot of people, it's not a big deal, but what one of the big deals for me, and I also feel a little bit, um, I don't know, pride is the right word, but when I say that we hired her, I've already had people say, oh, because she's a woman. Okay, keep in mind that I wanted to hire somebody who was trainable, somebody who wanted to learn, and somebody who had mechanical aptitude. And the only person, not to mention somebody who's honest. I've had a lot, you get a lot of liars. I used to run my own company. You get a lot of people applying for, for jobs that just lie. Or just straight to your face and out of all the applicants that we got the one that fit the first one and the only one out of many 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 applicants that fit all three of my needs that I was looking for in an employee or as a co-worker was this woman and I look forward to training her look forward to working with her and I hope that she gets the most out of this uh, opportunity. And uh, this is not how I wanted to go. Anyways, um, this whole process of trying to find uh, what I'm what we're calling a building facilities engineer assistant has taken a lot of time too. But that just happened. Now that's done. I. Oh, a son of a gun. You know what I was going to bring in here and show you on YouTube is my journal. That's another thing I've been doing. So I've been working. Basically, I just spent 14 minutes telling you how long I've been working and why. The building is the building was in shambles. More, not really in shambles, but there's a lot of things that need to be improved. It took a lot of my time getting to getting some routines down, getting responding to emails, took uh, my off-duty time and then hiring somebody going through resumes and all that that took some time and that was work what also the other thing I've been working on is my just before bed journal and I really hate that I didn't bring it in here and it's the one thing I want to talk about that I've been doing but I have explained before how I journal before bed and I used to just use a 
pad of paper and it worked perfectly well. Um, but I need something else. I needed prompts. I needed lines. And the biggest thing that was missing from this journal was, uh, uh affirmations and, and, and the pad that I had only had about 18 lines. I needed 15 lines. Uh, I used 15 of them. So my journal that I wanted to create, I needed room for five more lines for five more affirmations. So I began working on a journal. One of the th issues is with ones that one that I bought was that it expected you to write on both sides of the paper. It's not spiral bound. So it's really hard to write on the left side of a book. Um, and so I decided to print everything. All the writing would be on the right side on the left of the page would be, uh, some of my writing, some, something to read will be on the left and your writing will be on the right. I have a 30 day journal, which I created. It's called a just before bed journal. And I have been working on that and that's hard. It's been really hard to work on publishing books and my writings and writing articles where I used to write an article like one a week. I write like one a month, maybe once every two months. maybe that, uh, working on books, working on a children's book it's hard to get all this stuff in when I work, when I spend 10 hours a day gone and come back and I'm tired and sleepy and being tired and sleepy leads to the other part is that you can't see on the podcast and on the video. If you're watching this on YouTube, you might be able to see, but I am fat. I am around 290 pounds right now which if I'm lucky, I'm 290 pounds. I went to the VA and granted I was in fully clothed, but it's the first time I tipped a scale at 300, which is something I haven't done in a long, long, long time. I don't even want to get into the, my ups and downs or the fact that, well, I don't know if I don't want to get into it, but I'm, I have not weighed this much since 2004. What year is it? So it's been 15 years since I've gotten this big. It's, um, it is a horrible experience right now because of everything. I, I, I just, I don't have any clothes. Luckily I got this job and they paid for me to, uh, have, um, they pay for my work clothes. Well, essentially my work clothes are the same. I mean, I'm wearing Carhartt right now. My work clothes are the same as what I wear every day. So luckily I got to get some new clothes because of work. It has been super, super hard um, to once be this super healthy, super fit guy who wrote books, articles, and his my whole life was m my health. I dedicated so much time to my health. Uh, Part of my day was my evening meal, was planning that meal and eating it, cooking it, preparing it. Um, I altered my life so that it would uh, around my health and it worked. It was, it was, it's so 
cliche to say it's a lifestyle change. Um, I hate saying that. I would never say that, but it was. My lifestyle revolved around my health. I could attribute everything to it from waking up in the morning to going before going to bed, like writing in my journal. I could, I was active. I did things that, that I, I, with intention, whether it was I intentionally did movements and worked out or trained or just did active um, activities that required um, my body to, to use muscles and, 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 and flexibility. Sometimes I did it unintentionally. Sometimes I did it intentionally, meaning maybe I would go for a go fishing and have to hike, or maybe I would just go to the gym and do some, some training or while rock climbing. But my life revolved around my health. And when I took all of that attention away, um, to work a job or to, or having a baby, uh, my health went to shit and I feel horrible right now. My, uh, blood pressure is high. My blood sugar is high. Um, it's just terrible. It's terrible. And I, I, I hate it. And I'm supposed to be the guy that at one time was helped people lose weight and now i'm here in a situation where i can't and i keep gaining weight um and it's just frustrating and that the reason i bring all that up is because that's kind of probably part of why i stayed off camera um to some extent because i look at little videos of myself when i was sitting in my van and i am so lean and so fit looking it's ridiculous and now i see pictures i hate that pictures are being taken of me i hate that um i hate how big i am in these pictures and i see these old pictures and i'm like my gosh what that was just a, you know that was a little bit more than a year ago now but even pictures from last year, even even the picture of the day my son was born, where I was only 25 pounds overweight, um, I look better than I do now. So that's where I've been. I will say that I've been getting my eating on track. I've been good to go for uh, going on two weeks. Uh, you know who has been helpful? She makes awesome meals based on just meat and veggies. So she says it's not sustainable and she has to eat a potato with every meal or something else. She needs something starch. Uh, she does make my dinners or our dinners um, pretty clean. Um, I used to be the one to cook all the meals, but uh, she's kind of taken on that role since I started working. The thing that is hard, the thing that is tough is, uh, and this is what got me started getting me off track last year. Can't believe it's been a year. It's holiday cookies and I like I like all those things. So, um, but what I'm going to do is be transparent. I'll share my journey with everybody, um, and we'll see if I can get back down to 238. I'm currently like 290, so I'm looking at about 50 pounds. 
238 was pretty standard for me for a long time. Um, that's it. Folks, I have some things that I want to talk about for sure. I just wanted to give a little introduction um, where I've been, a little explanation. I don't know if this has been that exciting of a podcast, but I've talked about some stuff. I've written some articles that have gotten a lot of attention. Um, and I'm publishing a, a journal. My journal's coming soon. I've had actual paper or physical copies of it that I've used. I've journaled for a month using my journal and it's awesome. And so there's just some proofreading that needs to be done. There's just some, a little bit of rewriting of some of the, some of the little, um, like vignettes that are on the left page, but that's going to be ready to go. A lot of people seem excited for that. I, I will, I'll talk about that more later. I'll talk about the just before bed journal more later, but please, uh, look forward to my next episode where I go back into talking about uh, things that kind of matter more than just where have I been and where am I working. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at David E. Soto Jr. Find me on Instagram at David E. Soto Jr. You will see a lot of pictures of baby boy because he's my life and I love him and I love posting pictures of him. And somebody even commented like, wow, most people just post regular pictures. You guys post professional ones. I'm just a good photographer, so, but not professional. I'm just good, just good at that. Uh, at David E. Soto Jr., find me on Medium, uh, medium.com backslash David Soto Jr., and I'll put some links, and I appreciate you turning in. I'm glad to be back. I feel good about this next season of the David Soto Jr. podcast. Thank you. Mm-hmm.